Welcome to this week's episode of Joe Bloggs Talks. Joe Bloggs is your typical or ordinary person, and that is exactly who we are. We want to hear people's stories, journeys, and experiences from a range of backgrounds and disciplines. We want to teach both us and the listeners life lessons we can all take forward. The show hopes to inspire and motivate you to continuously grow on a personal level. So welcome to this week's episode of Joe Blogs Talks. This week we have with us none other than Stephen Green. Stephen Green runs the Prep Property Investment Academy and also is a big advocate of mindset. Myself, I've attended his two-day mindset events and some really good knowledge has been learned from there. So I don't want to go into too much detail. I want Steve to introduce himself. So Steve, you can just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, where should we start? Uh, right at the beginning or uh, last sort of... Uh... Yeah, go for it right from the beginning if possible. Okay. Um, so life for me was probably a little bit different for than, than most kids, I would say, in, in the terms that... Um, my mum and dad split up, which I suppose is pretty pretty normal, but it was the way that I was brought up. Um, my dad was, uh, he suffered from mental health himself, and uh, my mum did. And after they'd split up, my dad was uh, in and out of hospital, stomach ulcers, things that were created from uh, stress, worry. And uh, he came out of hospital at nine stone, <clears throat> nearly six foot. So you can imagine how uh, thin he was. Yeah. And um, he basically just thought, right, enough's enough. I need to sort of turn things around. And he, he uh, took up this fitness journey and uh, t- really took off, put some weight on, started looking really healthy, got himself to a really fit state on his bike where he was doing three, 400 miles a week. And... He then started getting people saying, imagine if you'd done it when you were a kid. And uh, obviously them questions were there thinking, yeah, I could have been summer. And that came out on me, that um, that sort of uh, obsession that he had for fitness and improving himself. So from a young age, I got, kind of got the backlash of that, um, where it was quite forceful. Uh, you are going out on your bike. This is what you're doing. Sort of don't question it. And uh, I think because of the his own challenges, and sometimes he wouldn't speak for two or three weeks at a time, I felt that when I worked hard on my bike, that was when I was doing my dad proud. And I felt that it was my responsibility to make him happy. So from a young age, I put that pressure on myself to uh, to push myself so I've always been sort of surrounded with um, with mental health challenges. It's it's uh, something that I've been brought up with with both of my parents. Um, it's very much in this whole area, as you both know, in the northeast in Teesside, we've got a very high uh, suicide rate. We've got the highest in the UK, and I just think it's just been uh, around my life, just everywhere that I've. I've sort of went and uh, it then caught up with me, which I'm uh, sure we'll go on to at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I've i never heard that side of the story before. So that's quite interesting, quite an eye opener for us, really. Um, one of the things that you mentioned there, Steve, was you said that you felt that you had a responsibility to make him happy. Now, one of the things that I've found as I've, gone on in my personal journey is that I feel that we are solely responsible for our own happiness and that's something I've learned the hard way because I used to put a lot of expectation on other people to make me happy and I'll, yeah. I'll, hold, my hands up, I'll hold my hands up to that I was, <laughs> I was quite selfish with the way that I was and it's only when I started going on these sort of courses and delving into self-development that I really thought you know what it's actually me who's responsible for my happiness and it's not yeah, absolutely agree with that, and and also blame as well. Um, I, I see, I see a lot, and uh, certainly with what's going, with what's happened at the moment. Obviously, my mum's passed away this week, um, which has been a challenge for me. But I just see, um, I see that uh, victim mentality everywhere. 
um, just in, in people how they expect because something's happened to them that other people have to behave in a certain way. And, um, and, and all of that is ego-based. People don't realise that, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's ego-based. Well, yeah, I mean, by the way, I'm really sorry to hear yeah, about you. Your man wasn't expecting that. So, uh, like I say, sending our love from over here. So, apologies. Uh, no, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of the, those things that you mentioned there is victim mentality. Again, it's 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 quite it's 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 quite nice to hear all these things that you're saying because I've, I'll be honest, I've learned so much from yourself. Uh, I attended the two day. Uh, strength to succeed event i follow a lot of your stuff uh, that you post online and and i'm a real big fan of it uh, it's really it's really helped me on my journey and one of the things that i used to suffer from was this victim mentality and it's I, I, I don't like to make this podcast about me but it's when something resonates with me i do like to talk about it but what i used to do is i would like for me i got very lost in life when i come out of university i had a master's degree and i was sort of like fucking hell what now what do i do now and and i was so I, I felt so bitter and angry at life because i was like everybody else seemed to, I, in my head everybody else was set up in their job and their careers and they all seemed to have everything worked out and i'd come out of university and was like i fucking hate that but what i did is instead of being like actually you made them choices it's up to you to change your course i actually went well, it's my mom and dad's fault they shouldn't have fucking sent me there i didn't want to go there and then i blamed the university system for the, I blame the university system for making me pick a shit degree and not giving me the correct advice. And all I did was blame, 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 blame. And I wasn't making any progress at all. I was just stuck there in my own victim mentality and not progressing. So it's only actually when I come out of that and thought and, and go to events like yourself that you put on and realize that, <laughs> bloody hell, no, it's me who's responsible for changing. And when I actually took that on board and I've started implementing that, I've seen my life change for the better yeah. and make so much progress in it. So it's, I think it's a massive point. It's, it's a, it's a bit of an easier thing for me to say because it was only a university degree. I know some people have gone through worse. Mike, for example, but Mike Lancaster still has in, has he's progressed through life. He's now completely gone out of that victim mentality and he's took full responsibility for his life. And now, it's like the results he's getting, he's just, he's honestly, he's doing amazing. And I think that is such a big, I'm going off on one here, but that point is so big. It's such a yeah. important <laughs> thing to start. No, it really is. And um, and I, I also would admit that um, I played that uh, part of a victim as well for, for many years, but that's part of emotional maturity. We we all work or, or it's, it's common knowledge to work on um ourselves in terms of um going to university and things like that but we don't get taught to work on emotional maturity so we have maturity of of, of obviously growing older and we have the the maturity of the body and, and, and all these things age and it's common knowledge to to, to go to university and try and get qualifications, but we don't work on emotional maturity. And that what you're saying there on the victim, that that is the bottom level of uh, consciousness. So um, there's four levels, if you want me to talk into it. Because <clears throat> yeah, yeah. this is where people, once you can identify the four levels, you can actually see where you are. And uh, at the bottom, you've got the victim mentality. So to the victim everything happens to them rather than through them. And we just believe that, uh, like I used to, that, oh, this is shit. I was brought up in a shit area. Um, no one, uh, like, I used to blame things like, I, I remember a couple of my mates that uh, done particularly well in football. And as a kid, I believed I was a better football player than a, a couple of these 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 lads um but they had connections through the parents who got them into like county football clubs and things like that and stuff like that i used to just really resent and and, and play that blame game of um <clears throat> because of not having those sort of things the next level up is you've got uh, responsibility which is exactly what you said until i took responsibility for my own results so that's level two. In order to get from 
level one to level two. So in order to get from victim to responsibility, you have to give up blame. So that that's the key thing. You've got to you've got to take a hundred percent responsibility for everything in your life. And some people get offended by this. And they might look and go, well, I was sexually abused. I was uh, physically abused. I'm not saying take responsibility for that because sometimes bad things happen to people. But you have to take responsibility of how you respond to that and your own emotions. So level three. So once we've now took this <clears throat> responsibility, the issue with this point is because there's pros and cons to it all. You've now got no one else to blame. And uh, that reality check of shit, it's all on my shoulders can be uh, pressure for some people. And some people fall back to the victim because it's easier to just play the blame game than taking responsibility. Then level three, because <clears throat> the issue as well with level two, we're taking responsibility. It's like an uphill battle. So it's like swimming against the, uh, it's like swimming upstream. So we've got this responsibility now. We've got this extra pressure and it just feels hard like you're sort of slogging it out. Level three is when you're in flow. And when you're in flow, you just see people. And like you've said yourself, your results are just completely transformed. And that's now because you'll be moving into that level three of in flow where it's no longer a battle. You're not battling between the, the, the victim and taking responsibility. You've gone through that stage now and things just start to happen. And You tend to see it with people where you say, that person could fall in a pile of shit and come out smelling like roses. It's because <laughs> they are literally in flow. Now, <clears throat> in order to get from level two to level three, is we need to give up the uh, need for control which is a major thing in uh, any sort of mental health problems is when people can't control things, that's often when they go into a state of uh, panic, anxiety. That, that uncertainty can create real negative emotions in people. And you've just got to give up the need for control. So for me, as a business owner, you've, you're dealing with uncertainty all the time. And uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen, where things are going to go. Um, you can you obviously have a clear direction, but certain things might happen and you think you're coming off track. And it's just having that faith to know you're going the place where you where you're intending to. And then the fourth stage, which is where I'm seeing Michael Lancaster, because you just mentioned him. <clears throat> this is where I'm seeing Michael touching who now. The fourth stage is the state of what I call oneness, which is that spiritual side. And when somebody finds that spiritual side and, the, and they realize that they've got a purpose bigger than themselves, that's when the whole world is, uh, it, it feels like you're sat on top of the world rather than the whole world being on top of your shoulders. It just feels... Uh, you're more connected with people. You stop looking at divides of black, white, tall, American. You see everything as a one, and you just see things through completely different eyes. In order to get from level three to level four, you need to give up the illusion of separation, that we are all separate, as in small, tall, black, white. And especially at the moment with uh, what what's happened at the moment with the... Um, uh, what what's this new thing that people are? What's the thing that people um the the, uh, the yes? What, what's thing. the uh, it's yeah. what's the thing they've called that? It's well, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Is uh, all of this divide like that? Um, it took that away from me because there was there was a part of me in the past that um, was very much divided. Um, I was very much isolated. I didn't like people coming into my friends group. Um, I seen people different for all different reasons. Like if people lived in a different town, I'd see them differently. If someone was a different color, I seen them differently. If somebody wore different clothes to me, I seen them differently. And it was like, just, it's all about your own identity. And, and now, now that I've lost that, I'm just non-judgmental. I just think that, 
we're we're all here, we're all special, uh, and we're all just doing the best that we can with the the knowledge that we have at the at that present time. That that's brilliant. That it's quite. Uh, I've just been sat. I mean, I've just been sat here note making, and even though I'm just thinking it's all on record, but it's uh, it's just so quite educational to hear that, and I'm I'm quite enjoying where where you were going with that, really. So it's for me, it's. <laughs> Again, with the personal development, I'm definitely, I, I would say, moving. I would say, when I was trying to consider where I am, I was thinking I'm around level three at the minute, I would say. But one thing that I have found myself, and it's almost become a part of personal development. So the more that I've read, the more that I've read, it's been this mindset stuff, personal development, self-development, etc. But I'm finding myself going down this spiritual route a little yeah. bit more now. And uh, Davey McConaughey, you are met at your event very briefly. I, I've spoken to him a few times because I know that he's really into that side of things. We've spoken about uh, ayahuasca and things like that. And it's something that I want to, I feel like I'm ready to go and try and I want to do. And I've, I've mentioned it on a previous episode. I've spoken to my parents about it and they're just like, what? Yeah. But they can't seem to get their head around it. But for me, I've found as me and Josh have spoken about it, that I, I'm, I'm definitely going down that journey a little bit. So, I mean, it's probably going off a little bit here, but I just want to, and I heard the interview that you had with... Is it yeah, Mitch? that's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he's very, very, there was a lot of spiritual yeah. talk in that, and it was really, uh, really interesting. I just want to sort of know where your, where your sort of foundations are from a spiritual side of things, Steve, which I know that we might not, you might not normally get asked, but I'm just... Well, one intrigued. thing I want to make a point on first is <clears throat> them four levels, you don't, you're not fixed at them levels. And just because you've got to a level, it doesn't mean you're going to stay there. It, it's, you've got to continuously work on yourself. Now, what you'll find is that you slide up and down those scales. So I don't walk around in a state of oneness all the time, that spiritual. I might be in that for maybe 10 minutes in a day. So it'll be if you're in a state of maybe meditation or by yourself, uh, I can take myself there, but you're not there. I'm generally sort of at that level three sort of inflow. Now, I still occasionally slip back and play the victim but i recognize it's all about awareness so when you go there it's that awareness of i'm being a dick and i'm playing the victim and then you can pull yourself back out of it once you've got that increased awareness so um i don't play the victim it's not often i play a victim um it, it's an unconscious behavior and then it's about becoming conscious of that and then realizing and um changing your action and the same as I'm, I'm not sort of walking around in that oneness as well where um so just to make that clear so generally i'm sort of floating around that sort of level three um but in terms of the spiritual side for me it was i i always look at this and um I read something in a book in Jack Canfield's book. I don't know if you've read that book, Success Principles. It's oh, no, Get no. it read. It's the very, very first book <laughs> I read on personal growth, and that was in 2006. And it was recommended right. to me by a guy. Anyway, in, in that book, Jack Canfield talks about, uh, what's the word he uses? Um, it's... I might have the word wrong, but I can tell you what I'm sort of the meaning behind it. It's somewhat like a reverse paranoid. And what it means is that you, you, you believe the world is out to do you good rather than to do you bad. And I've actually, I've actually become that way now where I look at things and I think, how has that happened? How am I so lucky for this to happen? So for me, I was uh, I'd, I had my business, set up my construction business, and that construction business was set up after I had a mental breakdown. So in 2000 and, 2013, I had a mental breakdown uh, where everything got, got on top of me. We, we'll, we'll probably come on to that. Um, so from the back of that, I opened a construction company. I uh, went to see a counsellor, opened a construction company, and I just kind of thought, right, I'm the only one who's been my own limitation. So I, I opened this construction company, 
on Facebook. I'm obviously now uh, looking at more business things. And this advert comes up. Christian Simpson knows what your business needs. Do you? And I clicked on it. <clears throat> and literally that for me was a, was a huge turning point. I was already studying personal growth, but nowhere near to the level what, what I do now. So I kind of signed up for this, 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 um, this program. It was free. I followed it through and I thought this was absolutely brilliant. And then after about six weeks, I got offered a, a program which was 200 or 300 quid. And I pondered over it for ages, like thinking, oh, should I buy it? Shouldn't I? Is it going to be a waste of money and all this? Because I wasn't used to investing in myself at that time. So anyway, I eventually, uh, I think I went on about it that much that Gemma just went, for God's sake, just buy it. You're doing my head in. But <clears throat> I ended up uh, doing this seven steps to success. And off the back of that, I was bought in. I seen the results I was getting. And I then wanted to work with him a bit closer. So I started investing like in a three grand program, a five grand. And then I went in, into his mastermind, which was uh, 21 grand a year, which at the time was a big, big chunk of money. It was sort of a third of, of my income at the time that we were making from profit. So it was a real big investment for me. And what I realized was the other six guys that were in that mastermind is they were all very emotionally intelligent and they were talking about um, i didn't know where i stood like at the time with religion it was always um i didn't really believe in god i didn't know what i believed but i wasn't an atheist i believe that there was some of it i wasn't really sure what it was i kind of just sat on the fence with it and they started talking about um god but it was in a different way. It wasn't sort of in this religious way. It was more of a spiritual way. And it just kind of got my interest. And uh, I always remember Christian saying to me, go and read Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God. And uh, I read that book and I literally, that's where I had an awakening from a book. And I know people say it's not possible. I, I That's how quick it was to me. I literally, I got so far through that book and it was just like someone just turned on a light and I just got this overwhelming feeling of gratitude and love and just being present in the moment. And I was like, shit, what's this like, this, this feeling? It was just, just weird for me. And I sort of was absorbed in that moment for about 10 minutes and then I came out of it and kind of went, shit, back in the book, I need to read more. And just continued to read that book, and that was it. I was I was bought in. Um, and, I, and my take now, I I believe God is consciousness, and that consciousness is inside of every single one of us. Uh, and I believe that science and religion both talk about the same thing. They just have slightly different wording to uh, to describe it. That's fascinating. That I've really enjoyed listening to that actually, because, like I say, it's it's one of those things that like I've got some friends who are really like me and Josh have quite a lot of good conversations around this sort of thing. But actually, there's sometimes there's a, li a little bit you feel a bit restricted about what you can go into because everybody's like, oh, I, I, I like oh, he's a bit hippie now, like Joe, and he's a bit woo woo and things like that. But yeah. I love listening to that because I'm I'm fascinated by consciousness <laughs> as well, and I'm. I, again, I'm I'm not really. Like, I don't believe in religion as such, but I've definitely got views that there's something much bigger than ourselves because we're just too ad too advanced. We, we, we sometimes say that if you think about consciousness, it can it can become scary. Do you know? Yeah. You get a bit deep with it. It can become like it can become scary to think that consciousness is like. I always envisage it like yeah. a matrix. Does that make sense? Like it can become a bit like like you say a bit a bit scary, but. Um, it's, it's unbelievable to hear that. Uh, that no, definitely. I agree. I mean, the guys who made the Matrix were uh, very much into personal growth. And that, that was, uh, for me, there's some great messages in the Matrix. There really is. Yeah. The blue definitely. pill or the red pill. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And one of the things that you've mentioned there, and I know it's something that you're really passionate about, and I've got it on my chalkboard at home now, since because I listen to all your stuff. I listen to your... Uh, when you talk to, yeah, uh, is it Jesson? Jesson, yeah, yeah, Jesson. I can't remember. Uh, I love his stuff as well. I follow him. And you, you mentioned there, invest in yourself. Now, 
it's something I've just been having this conversation with Josh now. I've literally, uh, again, I don't want to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but I'm in a position at the minute where I've, I've, I've wrote a book. It's called uh, Joe Blogs, uh, the book that became my counselor, Joe Blogs Guide to a Better Wellbeing. And I've spent the last, what it started off as, I carried a journal with me, I used to carry a journal with me everywhere. And when I first started doing that, I was like, I got told to do it by one of my friends and I put on my ego and my macho-ness and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not a five-year-old girl. There's no chance I'm doing that. But it turned out to be like, like literally my counsellor. It was brilliant. I was So I was attending events like yourself and I was anything that was really standing out, I was taking it and I was listening to YouTube videos and reading books and I was making notes. And then I got to a position where I'd, I'd filled out like two pages, of, like two books, sorry, of just notes and notes and notes and I anyway I turned that into a full word document that I could use for myself and anyway it turned out to be that I completed the book now I'm in a position now where I was just been having the conversation with Josh where I've managed to secure a part publishing deal but it's still quite a lot of investment for myself and I'm sat on the fence and I'm going god it's quite a lot to to put in that and then and I don't know if it'll do well and it might flop and I'm letting fear come in. And even though in the book, I'm talking about how we shouldn't let fear get in the way and this and that. And I'm glad that you've said that because it's almost just give me a little bit of a kick to go, you know what, just go with it because it might not work out, but it might work out. But actually, you've really got to put that investment in yourself, haven't you? Yeah, abs- absolutely. To, uh, to, to your progress. results are only ever as good as as, as what you are. You you will never out your results will never outgrow you um and i the example i always make and it's no offense to my daughter my daughter's 11 years old if i put her in charge of my property portfolio probably within a few months that whole portfolio would have gone bust because she's 11 year old she's very smart she's intelligent but she doesn't understand how to run a property portfolio the we we live in the same house with the same opportunity, exactly the same properties, nothing changes. The only difference is, is that awareness and, and the knowledge of two different people. And that that's an easier way to look at it. But y- yeah, you'll basically, you'll never outgrow, your results will never outgrow you. They're just an extension of the person. If you don't improve yourself, then your results don't improve. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Um, Stephen, I just want to take you back a little bit further to to your sort of your military and, and how that you know how that affected you, how that um molded your life going forward, what it meant to you at the time and what it was like coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I joined up in nineteen ninety-eight. Um I was a bit reckless yeah. at the time, didn't really know what I wanted, split up from a, a relationship, young lad, first love, and I just thought, right, I need to get away. I just need some different and uh i actually applied to go work on one of the the boats um didn't really know what i wanted to do i just thought right i'm gonna go work on one of those boats seen an advert in the paper and uh i started that process and i told one of my mates a lad that i hadn't seen him for a while but we'd been fairly close in the past and he said oh i've joined i'm joining up the army he said why don't you do that and uh, he said i'll take you along just come and inquire and before I knew it, I was uh, I'd passed all the tests and and I was in. So I did uh, twelve years there, uh, tours to Afghan, Iraq, and things like that, and some real highs and uh, some real tough times as well uh, on tour. But they didn't really impact me um, until uh, it was quite weird how it happened to be honest. Because the the hardest tour that I had was Afghanistan. And I was fine on that tour. The tour that got me was the one, it was probably about my fifth one, was when we went to Iraq. And the reason it got me was um, not so much, so much what happened out there or what i seen or anything like that. It was more what happened to my personal identity. Because, because we had a lack of water and... Uh, and rations and everyone had sickness and diarrhea i lost a lot of weight well everybody did everyone lost a lot of weight but because i had such an ego issue growing up excuse me i it took me back to those times of me losing weight being that small skinny kid as uh, that small skinny pooly kid 
And that had a real impact on uh, my identity because at that time I was an army PTI. I'd become fit, I'd become strong. And all of a sudden I'm watching myself turn back into that, that young child. And that created a lot of internal shit in my, my head to the point where I was uh, really low on that tour and, and uh, I, I came very close to taking my life. Well, I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I know that. Is it right in saying that you, when you left the army, you struggled with? Yeah. PTSD. So I left in right? two thousand and ten, yeah. and again, this is this is just this is how the mind can work and how things can creep up on you. Now that I'm aware of them, uh, I'm kind of protected from these things now. But you only know what you know at that current time and you can only ever deal with things with the current skill set that you have. So when I left the army in 2010, uh, I was buzzing. I thought, right, this is it. It's, uh, I'm setting up my business in property. I'd already, I'd already started that in the army. It was already working well. Um, there was very sort of little risk if I was honest um i had all this freedom i was now able to go to the pubs with my mates which i'd missed out for for years being in the army just watching midweek football games and stuff like that um but i kind of took advantage of that and i started to drink more go out more and i got into this sort of bit of a spiral um i started making mistakes in property lost about 40 grand in a couple of deals that went wrong and then i had a I had to liquidate my business that be that that failed and it just kind of felt like shit what's going on like i've come out everything was meant to be uh, right and it was just as if everything started to fall just crumble around me and then 2012 uh my granddad died and he brought me up between him and my grandma after my mum and dad split. My grandma and granddad played a huge part in my upbringing. And uh, after he died, I took that really bad. I, I, I completely buried the situation. Uh, like you do in the army, you just talk to man up, get on with things. And I just bottled it all up. <clears throat> and it was weird what happened to me because it, it was about six months after his death... I was just going further and further down this spiral of drinking, getting in more shit, um, just losing more money. Uh, I, I was just completely self-destructing. And then what happened was I read an article in the paper and that article in the paper really, really upset me. And it was a story. It's, it's a, quite a common story. If you Google it, you'll be able to see it. And it was four military policemen and they were, they were caught, they were sort of uh, ambushed, and uh, they ran out of ammunition, and they were publicly slaughtered, beheaded uh, in public. And I, that just really... The fact I'd been to Afghanistan and Iraq, and I put myself in their shoes, and I thought, how bad must that be to know you're in a building... And you've you've now down to your last sort of bullets in your gun. We call them rounds, but um, most people understand what I mean if I say bullets. So you've run out of your bullets basically, and you and you realise you're all looking at each other and going, "Shit, that's it!" Like we're probably five minutes away from having our heads cut off. And that I took myself into their shoes, and 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 that really really upset me and. Because I had all this turmoil going on anyway, my life was sort of upside down, my granddad had died. I then started having dreams that I was back in Iraq. But the thing was, I was back in Iraq, but I was, I'd now run out of bullets. And I was now one of these guys that was in that situation. Now, that never happened to me. But my mind, for whatever reason, pieced together that I was back in Iraq, which was my last stressful time that I didn't resolve it. Um, and I'd now fucking, for whatever reason, attached that I was one of these four people. And that dream just got more regular. It was sort of once a week to a couple of times a week until it was every night and then three, four times a night to the point where uh, I, I always remember it was on a Sunday afternoon 
and I remember looking at the, uh, the the clock in the car and it being six o'clock and just thinking like, fuck, it's time to go to bed soon. And just this overwhelming like anxiety about having to go to bed because I knew what was coming. And uh, it was at that time I, I then opened up. I'd, like This had been going on for months and I didn't tell anybody at all. And uh, I confined in my partner. And it was probably a week after that I cracked completely um i smashed up all my house and uh ended up running away going to stay with a, an army mate in manchester and he basically said to me you've got ptsd you need to you need to sort of seek some advice and i remember thinking ptsd how i wasn't like sort of in any yes shit happened and i seen things but um i never sort of felt my life was was that much in danger or warranted to have PTSD. Um, and anyway, I went to see an army counsellor and um, she was just able to get all of that out. And I, I literally just broke down and cried my eyes out. Every time I went to see her, I, I just literally just sobbed for an hour. Um, and obviously it was just all of that, all of that crap that I'd never released was just coming out. I mean, like I say, it's it's really. I mean, I've heard bits and bobs and like before from the event, and it's it's I've no little parts of the story, but obviously in this conversation, I'm learning a little bit more, and I can I can sort of understand why you're so passionate about this because I mean, for someone like myself, from like looking from the outside, I see you. Uh, I'm aware of the Property Investment Academy and how well that's doing, but actually, there's a really big backdrop story behind all of that, isn't there? And like, it's how you, you've how you've got to that position. Really, you've went through quite a bit beforehand. So, I mean, is that because you do the life coaching as well? I, I, I don't know if you quote it as that as much, Steve, but you do obviously the Strength to Succeed events and stuff that you did with Mike. Is that has that? passion stemmed from what you've been through where, where did that side of um, I think if, if I'm honest it comes back from being a kid so one thing with my mom is she never had a lot but she was always very giving my dad was always very giving and my grandma and granddad although I was brought up in a council house they would uh, make scones and take them to people. They were just very, very giving people, even though they never had a lot. And so I guess I was that was one quality that I was always going to take on board to, to give and help other people. So I think that that was sort of deeply embedded from, from me being a child. I've seen that sort of every angle. That that was one really good quality that I got from all, all influences of the people around me that I never had a lot, but I was just taught that to, to help and to give other people. And then through all of the mental health that I've seen uh, around my mom, around my dad, um, my younger cousin taking his life, um, about five, six years ago. Um, my best friend took his life a few years ago, my best mate in the army. So I've been heavily sort of had that around my life the whole time. And I never done well at school, but the one thing that I loved was sort of, um, PE and I, and I, and I had a passion for the body and fitness and uh, once I was, I went on this personal development course in the army in 2006, which I was forced to go on. Um, I didn't want to be on there. I didn't actually want to be on it. Um, but that three-week course just completely, that, that's why I say the lights were turned on on that, that three weeks. Um, and from then I started to read personal development books. And uh, the more I developed... I then realized that shit, if I can go from being from there to where I am now, like success leads clues. Like, and, and I look at it now and it's, uh, I can laugh at it because it seems so blatantly obvious. But I always remember after I read that first book, Success Principles, Jack Canfield, and then I read another book, can't remember exactly what it was now. Um, uh, the Alchemist was one of the, the earlier books I read as well. Uh, so I read a couple of these books anyway, and I was kind of like, 
God, that's what they said in the last book. And there we're on about vision and there we're on about goals. And then I read the third book and I was like, oh, there it is again. This is a bit weird. Um, and then I started to realize that, hey, there's a pattern here and that as long as I find out what this is and I follow it, then there's no reason why I won't get the same results. Um, and I just learned that there literally is, there, there is certain way to live your life and you can have, you can be, do and have anything at all you want from life, anything at all if you, you follow a certain way of living your life. And, and that passion then was wanting to show the people that, So, so, sorry, I thought I, I am. Thought yeah, out there. You're still there, Steve. Sorry, <laughs> I had a little. I thought that I would side is cut off there. I love that, by the way. I've been sat here in complete awe there because a lot of the stuff that you're saying, like it's where you've gone from to where you are now, and that you wanna. And I think when you said there as well that like you see through the when you go through the personal development books, you see a lot of the same stuff coming out and coming out, and that's what I I, I noticed as well, and it's. It sounds a little bit almost cliche or a bit sort of wet this, but I, I actually, because I've been in a position myself where when I, it was during that university time where I was so down and like I, there was a lot of bad thoughts that went through my head. And obviously you've seen a lot of bad stuff going on and we're aware that where we live, Teesside, it's a pandemic. Um, but I I put self-development down to, to saving my life. And I know that sounds almost a bit out there and for a lot of people listening it might be like wow that's a bit that's a bit deep but I do because like I just did not have a understanding yeah. on how to deal with these emotions and when I finally I don't I can't remember how it come about but when I started going into these books and learning these principles and like you say realizing that actually you can set goals and you can have visions and you can have a purpose it completely just flipped my life around so this is where this sort of passion for me came from so it's came from a bad experience as such it's now i want to get that message out to other people because it's been so profound on me and i think it's it's often that something has happened to somebody where it's it's how you can often deal with that is where you go forward with it so i i completely get what you're saying there really and it's like it is it's that's why i i can't stress this message enough really to just completely engage in this type of stuff and and learn about your emotions and learn how to deal with your thoughts and learn what you want from life because it's it is literally life-changing and that that's what it is for me so no, absolutely like it's nah. like i'm going off a little bit there but it's i get it guys and, and this is it. why i was keen to to do this podcast with you because i just love the ethos behind what you were doing because it takes for one person to listen to just not not even this podcast, just any of the previous ones or any of the future ones. And, and, and it's been worth it because it, it can literally be one thing that resonates with someone um, like these. And I don't believe this will be one people. I, I think you're both going to do really well from this. And I think that in terms of you'll impact a lot of lives. Um, but, but it's like I say, even if you were only to... If you were to do 50 of these and you impacted just one person's life, then what more rewarding can you get than that than, than, than completely transforming someone's life? Because the first time when somebody says that to you, you you've saved my life. Um, and I know people don't like like people using them them words, but that's literally what people say to me. People say to me, you have saved my life. I was going to commit suicide. And if it wasn't for you and your work, I would not be here right now. You have literally saved my life. Uh, yeah. And like saying, like the, the way that Mike talked about you as well. Like, I mean, when Mike was talking about you, I was fully aware of like who you were and I like, wanted to, to go down that route. But in that particular circumstance, I wanted to keep it about Mike's story. But you're totally right there. What you're saying, it's like if one thing resonates, and I always say that, and I say, with this book idea I've got, if it just reaches one person and makes a difference and it's had a profound impact, but it's so true because again, going back to 
the the mindset courses that I've done with you, I, I've got in front of me here, like your quality of success will never outgrow the quality of your thinking. And that's something yeah. that I take, I took from what you said. And there's, I've got, I've got like word documents on my PC from your event with certain quotations of what you said, and they're in this book. So it's yeah. like, actually you've passed on that message to me and then I might pass that on to somebody else. And this whole, everything about it is just about, almost helping each other out isn't it and just making sure as many people can can hear the messages yeah can, really and just to try and stop this shit that's, that's absolutely that's because uh, and this is something that sometimes offends people but this this is i can't say it any other way i can't flower this up any mental health is a lack of skill set when you because i've experienced mental health because i've been in them low parts it was because I didn't have the skill set to one recognize that I was in um, that there was. A, 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 I didn't realize that I could move myself out of that situation. When, when you become absorbed with your mind, you are the situation. It's not like you, you don't sort of realize. Um, let's say there's uh, two, you drew two sort of square boxes. I had a piece of chalk and and I drew a big square box, two meters by two meters. And then a few meters next to it, I drew another big square box. And one of them was shit life and the other one was good life. When you're in that shit state in that box, you don't even know that there's another box. You just, you're that heavily absorbed in it when you don't have the awareness. When you have awareness, you can actually look and then go, oh, I'm in the shit box. I'm playing the victim or I'm, I'm doing things like this or right, I need to, I'm stressing out over that. You can actually see where you are and pick yourself up and physically move yourself. But that is a skill within itself. Um, and people become trapped. Uh, like people don't realize they're playing the victim. So it's not like somebody could be in that victim mentality and they're not even choosing it. They don't realize that they're doing it. They're just because of the way they've been conditioned and the things they've seen and the influence and the people around them, they are just in that mindset because they've been conditioned that way, but they don't even know that they're playing the victim. They're just in that box and they're not aware that there's other boxes. Does that make sense? Definitely. It all makes sense in regards to that because, again, drawing on personal experience, what I've found is since I've went down this, I now... What I used to play, well, play victim, fall into certain patterns of thought or like negative rumination. I used to just go down that, and that would last for weeks, months, and I and I'd never had any motivation. Whereas now, actually, I know yeah. where that's starting, and I can recognise that, and I can stop that because exactly. I've got the tool set now to do so. So when that starts happening, it's like, oh no, I know what's happening here. So that's again why I'm so passionate about it because I. I like you, I had counselling. I went down that route and, and some of it was great, some of it not so great. But what really worked for me was this stuff, was engaging myself into these books and into self-development and learning about emotion and learning about everything. And it's not to say that I won't have shit times again and life won't throw challenges because it will. And there might be some things that completely knock me for two, but it's about actually now consistent. Like it's a, you, you know, it's a daily practice to work on your mindset. It's not something that, you can just dip in and out of yeah. it. It's like literally a way of life and it's it's so important. So like I think that's yeah for me is why I'm I'm massively passionate about I could honestly I could talk about this stuff for days. Like it's just it's it's something that really, really sort of resonates with me. I love it. So honestly I can't I can't thank you enough for that your knowledge that you've that you've given us for this really. So yeah. we we've loved it. It's been yeah, absolute pleasure. I, I'm just to sort of, I know we're coming towards the back end of this, uh, Steve. We don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but we ask every uh, every one of our guests the the three the three questions, um, which I'll, I'll reel off now and yeah, then yeah. And answer them <clears throat> one by one if possible. So you know, what does happiness mean to you, and what does that look like for you? And secondly, what does success mean to you, and how does that look for you? And the last one is, what advice would you give to your younger self of any age? So if we start with the first one, you know, what does happiness uh, Happiness is internal. Um, <clears throat> I believe everything is love. And uh, there's a, 
there's a it's not a poem it's a note i don't know if you've ever seen it albert einstein wrote it to his daughter if you haven't seen it i'd strongly recommend you look at it um i believe everything is love i believe god is love i believe when you're purely present in the moment that that feeling of 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 gratitude it's it's all love like i say to people that if um if you want to find happiness find gratitude that that is it so when you find gratitude you'll find happiness so people sometimes say to me well how do you find gratitude <clears throat> you find gratitude by being present so within our minds we will either be future paced which can be like stress related or this might happen and if he says that or oh, shit i might lose my job and you go down that spiral or people get caught in the past where i was with ptsd where you're playing over negative shit that you've sort of uh, trapped in your mind the the place where you find happiness is in the present moment because you you can only find gratitude when you're present and when you find gratitude that's when you find happiness so that's how you find it and to me it's um it's when you found a purpose when you're doing something bigger than yourself uh, what you guys are doing here right now, that is the exact thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be setting the world alight. It doesn't have to be flying out to Ethiopia and spending 20 years feeding kids. It's just about recognizing, being appreciative for who you are, where you are, and uh, just being nicer to people. Because when you give to another human and you impact somebody else's life, that is the most rewarding thing that you can ever feel. Um, so that was number one. And what was number two? Yeah. Number two was what, what does success mean to uh, you? Success again to me is being happy. Um, I, I believe is it everything? And th th this is kind of a question back now to you and anybody who listens to this is everything we do and, and are doing and have done is it not all about happiness? So everything we're doing in terms of studying personal growth, trying to get a job, trying to increase your income, trying to get a partner um, or having a partner, being married, having kids, the, the ultimate outcome of any action is to be happy. So for me, once you realize that, it then stops you needing material things like I did for many years. Um, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with material things because they create opportunities, but um, it's about being present and being um, success is about finding that uh, happiness. Again, it's interlinked with number question one. I, yeah, I completely agree. And it's, it's again, like for me, like the, the, everything is about happiness. I, I cannot agree with that anymore. And it's, it's because, I mean, when I, again, go back to certain jobs, I'd be, I'd be in certain jobs and I'd be thinking, you know what, this just isn't me. And I used to get told all the time, it's just life, just get on with it, man. It's like, we've got to go to work. And I'm like, yeah, I understand we've yeah. got to go to work, but I'm not fucking happy here. I know there's more. And there was always something in me that I was just like, I want to be happy in what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm, I'm grateful that at 29, I feel like I've finally found that. And I'm, I'm very fortunate because I know a lot of people will get to 60 and they might look back and think, why have I done that? And for me, I really want to get that message to people. It's like, it's literally just about being happy, whatever that is. Uh, there's a guy I like called James Smith and he does a lot of PT videos and he shared something the other day and I, and I shared it saying it's so true. If, if, if you're if if you for you happiness means just sitting and playing the recording yeah. or whatever it is, then do that. Like literally do what makes you happy because to live a life where you've tried to spend it ple like pleasing other people or just doing things to make ends meet and, and not really living in fulfillment. I mean Tony Robbins says it like yeah. success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, and I completely agree with that. And I've got big goals, I've got big ambitions of where I want to get to, but I want to be happy doing it. So it's it's quite it's it's so nice for us to hear this, Big Steve, because we know how successful you are, especially in society's terms, where and we we've seen you 
I mean, there's loads we could have talked about today with a homeless millionaire and things like that. But we've seen you're on Channel Five with your with your house, which you've I mean, you've done so well to get there. You've completely made that for yourself. But actually, a lot of the stuff that you've talked about, I, I might I, I don't know, I, I might not have expected it as, as such. Like it's it's really nice to hear because, like you're saying, it's it's not material; it's literally internal. And the fact that someone like yourself is saying that i mean we found that with a lot of guests and like it's really nice to hear because yeah. i want to keep getting that message out to people really getting it out is just do what makes you happy there's, there's that that's it that's that is life no life absolutely about being happy, uh, it, so. the, the unfortunate I, I, thing though for a lot of people and for me as well i could have had a thousand people tell me that and i still wouldn't have listened i had to find out myself i had to get it in order to realize it didn't fill the hole that i was looking for and that's when i got the lesson that it wasn't about that but nobody could have taught me that unfortunately because i, I wasn't I, I was too ego driven to, to to even listen to that uh, and I, I had to find out by chasing it and getting it to then realize it wasn't about that. I was just about to say there, sorry to, to keep going on, but what was the what was the thing that sort of give you the nudge in the direction to say, you know what, it's not all these material things that are making me happy. There's there's something else that'll get me it. But by the sounds of what you said there, it was actually getting yeah. and thinking this isn't what it was a lack of have, definitely. It was a lack happy. of what I was expecting um that created yeah. Right. Expectations yeah. didn't meet, yeah, weren't met with, with, you know, lovely strive for them, go for them, but they're not in the end when it all, you know, when you're on your deathbed, they're no. not the things that you're going to look back on, I suppose. Um, like, like you said, they're helping other human beings and, and what have you, and love, I love that. Um, last one was, uh, you know, what advice would you give to your younger self or the younger version of you or a younger person? <sighs> Study personal growth. I, I absolutely. Um, <laughs> just start looking. There's <clears throat> there's things in the Bible. There's things in the in the Tao. There's there's books that were wrote thousands of years ago with really important messages. Um, and a lot of personal growth is stuff that's taken from the Bible and things like that, which, which is something I want to clear up on actually because. Where I mentioned earlier about um, I'm not particularly religious, it's more spiritual. I'm not knocking religion at all. And I want to make that clear because I've got friends who come from multiple uh, different backgrounds, multiple different religions, and the very spiritual people, the very giving, loving, caring people. Um, and I believe for some people, religion gives them that. It gives them that faith. It gives them that 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 connection to God, energy, light, um, consciousness, what, whatever word you want to use for it, um, it takes them to that particular place, which uh, which is good. Um, where, where was I? I've gone on a fucking tangent. <laughs> yeah. So which, what uh, yeah. In a nutshell, that's where I was going. So it was. Looking at those books, um, just just start to study it. Start to look at your, yourself. Start to see what it is that you want from from life. Be dead clear on that. Um, and the more you work on yourself, don't beat yourself up. Don't be afraid to, to fail. Um, I actually tell people, and, and people struggle to get this in the head, I don't search to succeed. I search to fail because... Any of us can succeed in a, in a particular area. We don't grow when we succeed. We grow when we fail. And when you search for failure, it's, it's the same as a gym. You, you go in the gym. When I go in a gym and I'm training hard, I, I need to fail in order to grow. So I don't want to go in the gym and be able to lift the weight because if I can lift the weight, it means I haven't been pushed enough. So I need to go in the gym and actually not be able to lift the weight. Um, so I, I apply that philosophy in, in my life. I'm not scared to lose it all because um, for me, that's not where happiness comes from anywhere. And no one can ever take that knowledge away. If I lost everything, I'd have it back within a couple of years anyway. Because I know I, once you know how to do something, it's like 
if you know how to tie your shoelaces, it doesn't matter if I undo your shoelace, you, you know how to do it. So you can just tie it up again. You know how to get back to that result. So for me, wherever you are in life or where, where, wherever, where, wherever anyone is, you can always at least get back to that point because you've already got yourself there. So I don't have any uh, fear about losing things because I, I could quickly be back there anywhere. So study personal growth. Don't be scared to uh, attempt things uh, and don't be afraid to fail. And the biggie, the, the, the ultimate one is... Don't be impacted by what other people say. Don't look for validation uh, from other people and don't let other people's opinions knock you down because they're usually the two biggest things that stop people from uh, from growing and becoming everything that they could be. Love it. Love every every bit of that. It's And that's everything that this podcast is about as well it's it's getting those messages out i mean one of the things that again one of the reasons that we did this was to pass on those messages to help the listeners but me and josh take so much from it and like i'm sat listening to that and it's it's it sounds it sounds daft but i'm sat there thinking like as soon as i well, as soon as it's done i'm going back and i'm sending that money and signing that contract for that book because it's like them powerful messages, them like powerful messages of don't be scared about failing, don't be scared about what other people think, and and just to constantly work on yourself. That message is so strong. It's just like it's like I say, it's a daily ritual, and it it, it really does. It's it can have such a profound impact on you, and that's for that's coming from someone who who's gone on to do so well, like yourself. It's uh, I love them messages. I've really really enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, just before I go, Steve, the, the strange thing is, and I, we've not really talked about like your property investment academy or anything. It's gone down a completely different route. We weren't too sure where it would go, but it's 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 been really profound no, for me, yeah. certainly. So, like, thank you for that. <clears throat> Loved it. And I just wanted to see, like, we always end just on a little bit about yourself, but what I mean, what does the the future look like for you, Steve? What what goals have you got in 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 your life to to push on with and strive for? Because obviously you you're very successful in what you do, but have you got further ambitions? What, what, what yeah, um, I I believe I'm yourself, only in really? second gear, um, and and that's being brutally honest. I believe every single one of us are capable of so much more than what we're achieving. For me, it's it's a big vision, mate. It's um, I, I, my vision is that. I could impact, if, if it's possible, I'd like to impact every single person that lives on planet Earth. So as many people as I can possibly impact with uh, personal growth, um, helping them develop themselves, then that's the mission. We, we, before COVID happened, we, we, were, we were gearing up. So we will once things relax again, but we're intending to drop coaches all around the UK um, into schools and impact people with my discipline model that I teach. Um, we, we're planning on the Strength to Succeed event we're going to make um, national. So we're going to allow other people like Michael Lancaster, I've, I've spoke with Mike on this uh, and offered him the, the position to do that with Adam Stretton uh, and another couple of guys like Glenn Hunt, you might have met Glenn. So people that I can trust, <clears throat> we're going to allow other people to run the Strength to Succeed event and make that a national thing where it's a free event, yeah. where it's done for non-profits and people just come in to uh, to experience this and just to help people out. So, yeah, I've got a, a, a real big vision of pushing this, uh, not just in the UK, but worldwide. I love it. I love it. And I'm like I say, I'll, uh, that Strength to Succeed event's brilliant. I, I remember watching Adam Stretton as well. He was fantastic. There's loads of good speakers there. Really good. So uh, you'll probably get a cheeky yeah. little question from me once this is finished as well. So I'll just <laughs> put that out there. But, uh, but yes, yeah, Steve, well, I mean, it's went over a little bit there. I don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, I, honestly, we, we can't thank you enough thank for coming on. So it, what a like it's a massive lesson for us as well, and that's exactly what this is about. And both the listener and ourselves will hopefully take the listeners will hopefully take so much from this as well. So honestly, I know you're a busy man, 
Uh, and I, I honestly can't thank you enough. No, likewise. I think it's great what you're both really doing. Uh, I love the podcast and I, I love the ethos and everything, what you're doing behind it. So uh, well done on that because uh, you, you're doing some great work with that. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Uh, yeah, Where so if you search on YouTube, Facebook, just YouTube. Uh, type in Stephen Green. It's Stephen with a V. I've got my own YouTube channel on there. There's over 100 videos on property, mental health. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, again, under the name of, uh, of, of Stephen Green. And then I've got Property Investment Academy, which is where uh, the academy is for... Uh, for all the property stuff. I recently opened another group, which has now started to attract people from outside. It was called the Mighty Red Car. Well, it is called the Mighty Red Car. And it's started attracting people from outside of the area. I think we're at, um, uh, is it 10, 12,000 people in that group already? I forget. It's, uh, it might be 12,000. It's growing at a rapid rate. Um, just because of the positive positivity and some of the things that actually go go into there as well and then i've got the book uh, my property book safe as houses uh you can get a free download of that actually if people go on my website which is www.stegreen.co.uk uh, you can actually go on there and get a free download of uh, the safe as houses property book as well uh, and one last thing that i want to say because uh as I mentioned, guys, my mum passed away on uh, Monday night. She was on life support for a week. And uh, unfortunately, there was nothing else they could do. 62-year-old. And uh, we we had to have the machines turned off and uh, the ventilator removed. And, and, and she passed away. And one thing that I've been blindsided with is I, I thought that the way I was living my life, that I'd have no regrets. Um, and not that I'm saying I've, I've got regrets, but I've certainly had a lesson that um, my own issue of, 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 and I know this, of working on my own personal growth is I still struggle to show my emotions. Um, so I just want to, uh, to say massive that, a uh, massive thank you to everyone who sent the kind wishes to me over the last week. I want to say that I love my mom and my family, my friends, everyone and use guys for what you're doing because I need to get more comfortable in showing them emotions. So that's my own little challenge. Yeah. No, absolutely. Condolences, mate. Um, you know, sending love all the way. Absolutely. Um, we really, really appreciate your time. Thanks guys. Absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Joe Blogs Talks. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and we look forward to you joining us next week. Also, don't forget to check out Joe Blog's positive posts on Facebook to be part of a community dedicated to spreading positivity. You can also find Joe Blog's positive posts on Instagram. Finally, check out www.joeblogsabout.com to read our blog dedicated to self-development, positivity, happiness and motivation. And you can also check out our services. You can also reach us on joeblogservices at gmail.com.